Hi, this is Lauren Angle of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Nate. I play guitar and I like tacos. And I am Zach. I uh, am the singer. And I uh, also happen to like tacos. And I'm David. And I play keys. And they say that when you play keys, you make good tacos. They do say that. Yeah. I've heard that. You guys ever watch Hot Rod? Mmm. No. I feel like we just had a hot rod moment. Like there's one scene where it's like, hey, we're going to go around the circle and I'm going to do stuff. He's like, hi guys, I'm Rod and I like to party. And the next guy, I forget his name, he goes, hi, I'm uh, whatever my name is and I like to party. And he's like, you can't say you like to party. I just like to party. <laughs> Pretty good. We did, but we all yeah, agreed. But, well, I, I think everyone's allowed to say they like tacos. I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. My childhood was basically music and playing music. I was very much into the arts. I loved art history. That was like one of my favorite subjects in school. I loved music, obviously. And I loved writing. I'm a huge writing nerd. Like, I think if the music thing hadn't worked out, I probably would have like been a barista, because you can't do much with an English degree. <laughs> oh, wow. Got it. Where do you think you got your like creative side from? Are your parents creative? No, my parents like didn't play anything at all. Uh, I've developed my love for it, I guess, just like going to shows. I went to my first show when I was 12. Uh, I went to see a band under and just immediately fell in love with the idea of live music and performance. Uh, I was born in a small town uh, called Ridgewood, New Jersey. Um, my childhood was very interesting. It was a bit rough. I moved around a whole lot. I lived in uh, different countries and different places, and I ended up back very close to that small town in another small town eventually in New Jersey where I spent the rest of my you know teenage years growing up in a town called Glenrock uh, which is where Dave and I met uh, and I was always sort of into music and I liked you know playing instruments and you know my my mother played a lot of instruments you know my 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 father played instruments so uh, music was always something I liked. I didn't expect to be doing this or anything like this, but I grew up somewhat in an artistic household, you know, like an artistic household. Were they always supportive of you doing like a career in music and doing it full-time? I think that my, um, my support system was never necessarily career-oriented. I think that my support system was, you know, the small family that I, that I did have, you know, we, we were always um, very poor and we didn't have a whole lot and I think the support system wasn't to say that I had to do something or I couldn't do something I think it was just um, a general concern to make sure that whatever I ended up doing it would take care of me better than maybe you know um, than we were doing at the time so that you know we could better our lives um, but when I did decide to pursue a career in music and in the arts um, against the other careers that I had had, you know, lined up, I think everyone always supported me in their own way. Obviously, people have their doubts, right? Um, and you hear that quite a bit. <laughs> but um, no one ever 
withdrew support from what I wanted to do, which was always nice. What kind of like careers for your parents or like your family? And uh, my mother was sort of a jack of all trades. She did a lot of things, um, but what she ended up settling down uh, as was a um, an EMT, so like a an emergency uh, worker, and she, I mean, she was always she was always very very sick herself she has um, an interesting genetic disorder that was very rare but uh, and eventually it you know it, it was it removed her from the workplace but um, until then she was very active in the emergency field and that's what she did she worked in hospitals and on streets and in ambulances and things like that and my father uh, was in the military when he was younger uh, and then he was um, a policeman he was a fireman um, but most of his life he worked uh, as a pipe fitter. So he was a construction worker. I was born in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Were you guys born in the same hospital? Yes. In the same hospital? <laughs> we were born in the same hospital. Roughly a year apart. Yep. I'm a child of immigrants. Uh, parents came here from the Philippines when I was in the womb. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had a pretty interesting upbringing because of that. Like, grew up in the suburbs of Glen Rock. You know, pretty predominantly white neighborhood. I was definitely the outcast. My parents pushed me to do, like, classical music when I was young. Um, very stereotypical Asian upbringing. At some point, I grew to love it. What brought your parents to the States? Uh, they came here on... Um, they were consultants. They're both computer programmers. And I also grew up like around technology. Like I learned how to code HTML when I was in first grade because that's when my mother was learning how to code HTML. And so, I don't know. I've just always been like kind of a nerd. <laughs> Did they push you academically? They did. And I was accelerated in math and science, and I, I always found math to be fascinating, but I was never really challenged, so I never did well in school, because I was kind of like, oh, whatever, like, school is school, and why are we doing this? Like, I kind of found it pointless to try hard, but I was definitely interested. Um, but when you get into, like, calculus, like, why am I doing this? Like, there's no point, you know? I. I guess because I didn't see like a real world application for it, I didn't pay attention. What like, is a part of your music career? Um, my father grew up in a household where uh, my grandfather told him like, we already have an engineer, so you're gonna go and be an accountant. And so my dad was always very pro, like go and learn and do, like be the best at what you love to do because if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And so in that sense, I definitely had a lot of support. Um, and obviously my mom just wants the best for me. So she is always like, are you saving? Do you have insurance? Stuff like that. But about, was it two months ago? Mm -hmm. We played here two months ago. It was a support, we were in the support slot. And, um, they were sitting on the balcony, um, and it was a very, very good show for us, and I think that's when they caught it. Like, that's when they finally understood, like, oh, this is happening. And so, like, 
my conversations with my parents have been really different. Like, my mother is now like, how are the shows? How are the audiences? Like, are people receiving it well? Like, um, I think it's cool because we're finally engaging in discussion about what I do on like a very, like on a deeper level than just like, what is happening, <laughs> you know? Nate, Nate went to Berkeley, Dave went to Emerson, oh. and I sort of like by proxy went to Emerson, right? Like I hung out at Emerson so much and became so cool with everybody at Emerson that like I like did tests for my whole meet sometimes and like oh, paper, all papers and stuff, you know what I mean? And like got good grades and like I definitely like did workshops and like hung around and learned a lot from Emerson. But like so like I'm kind of like the Emerson student that didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> but um. Uh, we all did go go to Boston yeah. during that part of our life. So, so what did she study music? I studied audio engineering. You think it's helpful to what you do now? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think at the time I just wanted to study something that I felt gave me some sort of practical skill and knowledge outside of. Because if I'm honest, like I don't think it's worth it to go to music school to study writing performance. Because those are things you should you learn through life, not a classroom necessarily. Like I think you can learn like good things about it in a classroom, but I don't think going to school and studying songwriting is going to make you a good songwriter. So I want to study something that, to me, would give me some sort of practical knowledge to what I was actually trying to do. I studied uh, television production, so um, yeah, I I think. People thought I was going to go into school for music, and um, I don't know, I just love playing around with too much stuff, so I was like, there's audio involved with television, but there's also video and like screenwriting and all that stuff, and so I just kind of wanted to do it all. I've been kind of a jack of all trades. Do you think you're going to have a career in TV after you graduated? Uh, I don't know. I used, to, I used to make television commercials like before like that was the career I had before I left it to do this so I don't know we'll see I think I'd only really want to do TV if it was with my best friends I mean that's the only reason why that's the biggest reason why we do what we do now like we love hanging out with each other and, and what subjects did you take test for like what major was it when you went to <laughs> oh man uh, I wrote I wrote uh I wrote, I wrote some sound design papers for my buddies. We did, uh, we did some screenwriting exercises uh, together. Did some some TV production workshops right at the, in like the Anson building and stuff. In the back of my mind at some point, I wanted to be a, a history teacher before this happened. Um, I love history very, very much. I, I think that teaching is super important. Education is super important for kids. So that's what I wanted to do. But before Arizona, um, <clears throat> just to maybe give you what you're looking for, like we we like Dave and I knew each other for a long time before college. Nate met us in college, but we were you know raised in the music industry as producers and songwriters, right? So we um, we we grew up producing. We you know under uh, I guess someone who sort of became like a mentor to us, and and um, you know he showed us everything about this this world and we were just behind the scenes guys so we made music for other people for a very 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 long time 
and um, that was my main career. Like I was like a producer, um, and I, you know, stayed in Boston with these guys, and we had our own little production team that we would work with people and do stuff. But um, for a very very long time, we did that, and at some point, when we hit a weird low with all that, and we all started to have to face the idea of getting regular jobs outside of the arts. You know what I mean? Nothing crazy awesome to us. Just things that we knew that we liked, but we would just go do. I think the most pivotal point for us, um, you know, becoming uh, a band or an artist project that we were doing was because as producers um, and people that worked in different, you know, outlets within media in general, like, you know, we we had various disciplines and, and we, you know, had jobs and I think that it was it was cool, you know, we, we weren't totally outside of the realm of doing things we love, but it was just not totally it. And we hit a point where it became very day to day and, and I know that we started hitting a point of struggle where we don't really you know, we don't really support yourself, you're just kind of just getting by. So I think for us we became very unhappy and, and we we stayed late one day um, in like the studio instead of producing a record for someone else who made sort of a song by accident and uh, it was the first I guess what would become the first Arizona song Let Me Touch Your Fire and we enjoyed the process so much of just like hanging and being with our homies and, and making music not for someone else not for any particular reason just for us that we decided that we would do a couple more songs like that and then call it a day you know no one's ever going to hear it no one's ever going to care about it but we'll just we'll do it you know for us for fun and then the internet kind of happened, uh, and literally out of nowhere, it kind of flipped over and people responded well to it. So we became an artist. We got flipped on the other side of the glass, and here we are now. What would you tell your younger self when you guys all first started music? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Run away. Get out. Go while you still can. I don't know. It's um... a good question, actually. I would tell my younger self that um, it's gonna be crazier and bigger than your wildest dreams. Like knowing what you know like now. You, though, yeah, right? knowing yeah. what I know now, it's right. like I would tell my younger self, you have no idea what's in front of you. Yeah. But just keep doing it. How do you think you've grown as a group? I think we've grown as people, right? Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that like being being who we are as a group is yeah, just think, one thing, you know? Uh, you know, it's funny, like, we were talking about this last night even uh, with some of the guys and afterwards. Like, the stuff you go through on tour, you're on, you're on the road for, like, two weeks with the same people and you're, like, you're in the band, and, like, it really brings you together in a way you would never imagine you'd be brought together. With two something. months. Yeah. Two months, yeah. Like, you just, you know, you, you grow as people together because, like, you know, you're either working with people that are there to do a job, you know, uh, or you're doing your jobs with your best friends. And I think for us, it's, it's the latter, which is great. You know, no one, gets, no, 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 one, no one gets sick of each other because they're not new. We've been around each other for so long. It's like we know each other, and we know that what we're doing is to support one another, and we're having such a good time at the end of the day that all the hardships you go through, I think... Um, force you to grow out of, um, you know, your comfort zone and do things and experience things that are totally different than what you'd ever expect you'd do. So, uh, you know, as, as people, you grow 
in a very interesting sense, you know, like like most people do anyway throughout life. I think it's a it's it's a weird alternate path. So it's very interesting to grow this way as a person. Last question: What do you want Arizona to be remembered for? <laughs> Probably bad jokes. Yeah, that's a good one. Bad bad joke. Being being corny dudes, you know. I think being like guys that didn't take themselves too seriously. You know, guys that you know always had fun, and whenever you you know came to one of their shows or met them or whatever that those guys were just regular people and they made they made me feel like a normal person and 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 I you know I had a good time always and you know etc things like that like that when you hear those things when people will tell us like oh you guys are just dudes and we're like yeah we're just dudes like we're not these you know weird pretentious people that you know put everything we do on a pedestal and try to make you know a big deal of the fact that you know we're artists or this that, other thing like we're just doing what we love and I think that people translate it into their life the way they want you know so just being corny funny guys or just like you know what I mean they're just like hanging out yeah, I think that's what we want to be remembered for the most yeah. thank you for sure